Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is brought to you by the Anxiety Slayer Academy. We've been offering a free podcast for almost nine years to help anyone suffering with anxiety find relief. Now we're helping you go deeper by providing step-by-step support on how you can get the best experience from our favorite tools and techniques for overcoming anxiety. Visit the Anxiety Slayer Academy and get your free Anxiety Slayer starter course at anxietyslayer.teachable.com. Welcome back to Anxiety Slayer. I'm Shan Vanderleek here with my good friend and co-host Tananga Sivir. We come together weekly from Kent and Leelanau to share Anxiety Slayer sessions with you and answer listener questions from our inbox and Facebook page. Together we share a powerful collection of techniques to reduce anxiety. In this week's podcast, we'll be discussing a listener question about how being alone can trigger anxiety. The question came in just like this. I've been a regular listener for two years now, and I absolutely love your podcasts and thank you so much. I've been through a bit of a rough patch recently, and I'm slowly starting to get back on track. I just get really bad anxiety when I'm home alone. I feel nervous and on edge, and I can't seem to be able to sit down and calm myself. I'm in the middle of my degree, and I'm usually very busy, so I would imagine as I've finished for the year, I'm suddenly at home with no timetable routine. I was wondering if you had any advice. I try to distract myself with TV, books, etc., but can't concentrate. I'm fine when I have plans, even when they're just for a short period of time. I think I'm in a rut, and any help would be beneficial. Thank you for your kindness. We're glad that you listen in, and we're happy to help you move through this rough patch. Hi, Ananga. Welcome back. Hey, Shen. I'm glad that we get to talk about this today. This isn't something that has come up before in a podcast, how we deal with being alone at the same time that we're having a bout with anxiety and feeling anxious. I don't think it is something we've spoken about before, and I'm glad it's come around because it's very common and very, very natural. Where do you want to begin today? I think just to cover the important point that the first thing to do is to eliminate anything that might be spiking your anxiety rushing around negative news dramatic entertainment energy drinks caffeine all of these things can increase anxiety in general and they can make it more difficult to settle and be with yourself so if any of those are affecting your anxiety good idea to weed those out first and also to allow yourself the self-kindness and understanding that it sounds like you've been through a pretty busy and structured time, um, maybe with some stress or pressure there, and transitioning over to less of a routine and more time on your own can be a tricky thing. So please don't be hard on yourself. Incredibly true. I'm having an experience right now uh, where June was such a busy month. There was so much going on. It seemed like a lot of things were celebratory and wonderful, but it also felt like, oh my goodness, I really need some time to settle and, and to be still. And, um, and yet there was a part of me that 
isn't, is there something I'm missing? Is there something I'm supposed to be when July rolled around? What is there something I'm supposed to be doing? And like, Oh no, no, I'm, I'm allowed to just take this time and, uh, and reconfigure whatever the next days look like. So maybe that might be a helpful recommendation as well is to let yourself off the hook a bit. I love that you bring up how important it is to check what our intake is. We cannot bring that up enough. Negative news, uh, violent or dramatic entertainment, the caffeine, all of those pieces, they really are important. So pay attention to that. Also, I think it's a wonderful practice that I've gotten involved with quite a bit. I do this on a regular basis now and on. I don't know if you do or not, but I love to massage my feet with oil before I go to sleep, whether I'm feeling anxious or not. Just it's a nice calming practice. And uh, I got some wonderful oil from, um, is it Banyan that you mm. told me about? Yeah, Banyan Botanicals. And really, really nice oils that they make. And anyway, I think that that's another way that you can bring some calming into your life and right before going to bed. Yeah, it's a good practice for settling, helping yourself settle, um, particularly if you're suffering with anxiety from being alone. Anxiety does like to crowd into our quiet spaces. It's quite rude. It really does like to crowd <laughs> So anything that can help you using touch to settle and calm your mind and, and be with yourself is really helpful. There's a point in the middle of the foot, in the middle of the bottom of the foot, which is a similar effect to the calming point in the hand. It's on the kidney meridian. It's very good for anxiety, very good for helping you feel more grounded and more settled. So paying attention to that spot can really help. And if you run up and down from your heel to your big toe on the inside of your foot, around the arch of your foot, up to your big toe, in reflexology, that's where all the reflexes for the spine reside. So when you massage up and down that point with your thumb, you're relaxing your back and your spine and the key nerves in your body really help yourself settle down. It's a great practice. We also like to immerse ourselves in calming activities like coloring or doodling while listening to nice music or an inspiring book. And then you end up with this creation as well. So there's this, the fruit of your labor after you've been coloring. And it's one of my favorite things to do when when I just want to occupy myself, but also be creative, just coloring in. Yeah, I love it. And it's really helpful because very often, and it's, it's in this question, we talk about, I try to distract myself, which is naturally what we do. We'll pick up our phone and we'll start scrolling. Right. You know, we might think we're looking at creativity on Instagram, which I quite like to do, but after a while you've gone down the rabbit hole and you've been looking for a little too long, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> distract ourselves with movies, with TV. But it doesn't work so well because even if we do get hooked into those forms of diversion, when we come away, we often feel worse or our nervous system has been jazzed by all the stuff that's coming in, all the stuff we're looking yes. at coming into our nervous system. So it can take you away for a little while, but you can end up with your anxiety feeling, feeling a bit worse afterwards. So rather than distraction, a very, something that sounds very similar but in experience is very different is immersion bringing yourself in in a recent podcast we spoke about baking bread and bringing all your senses into kneading the dough and the texture and color and all those wonderful um, sensory experiences you can get when you're baking so here talking about immersive 
calming activities like coloring or doodling. For me, this really helps me. I was waiting for some very serious hospital tests a couple of years ago, and this was one of the many things I did, but a really helpful thing I did to help me calmly go through that time without my anxiety spiking is to color in and listen to something inspiring. Very often I have aspirations to listen to a series of lectures or an audio book I particularly fancy listening to, and it's not quite enough. If my nervous system's spiked a bit, my anxiety's up a bit, it's never quite enough to just sit, oh, I'll just sit and listen to that. My mind won't settle, which is what's been described in this question. If mm-hmm. I bring in doodling or some coloring in, I find I can listen quite attentively. But also, I'm, I'm immersed in the coloring, so my, my mind gets bolted down, it gets tethered down. So I'm not listening distractedly. I'm still taking in the material and the information and really enjoying it. And I find it easier to settle with it by bringing the coloring into really helpful. And we talk about herbal teas a lot to help you feel more relaxed, but it's important that we just keep bringing that up because if you haven't tried them yet, you're really in for a treat. Uh, We have some recommendations that we really like. Uh, The Pucka Relax Tea is a good one or uh, Pucka Love. I haven't had that one yet, Ananga, but I know that you think that that one's quite nice. Is that the, is that the one with the uh, chamomile and, and rose? Yeah. Rose, lavender, mm-hmm. chamomile is really lovely. And then the clipper teas, calmer chameleon, which <laughs> makes me think of uh, an old friend of yours, Ananga. Yeah. Good old George. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a lovely blend. It's a nice way to take chamomile if you're not mad on the taste. And chamomile is often mixed with vanilla and I can get a little tired of that. So this has honey bush tea in it as well. And it's a really nice blend. Yeah. And then of course, another way to immerse yourself in, uh, in the present moment is taking long walks in nature and by the water, if at all possible, the water is so calming and soothing and supportive. Ananga and I are by the water as often as we can be. And the other piece too, is if you do go to a place, uh, if, if you have a beach nearby that you're, that you can get to, um, Think about perhaps building a sandcastle. When was the last time that you did something like that? When you're getting your hands in and you're being creative and you, you know, you've got the, the sea air and it's just all of those things make for such a sweet way to care for yourself, don't they? I like making rivers when the tide goes out. Sure. And uh, digging channels back to the sea. Building oh dams. my gosh, look at you loving up your inner child. Yeah, I mean, I probably haven't done this since I was about, I don't know, probably a teen. I used to do it a lot as a kid and then when I was a teen at any opportunity, but not for many years. So yeah, I've really been digging around in the sand, finding sea glass and pebbles and digging channels and trying to make nature bend to my will. Right. <laughs> With rocks and sand and then watching how it doesn't, how it always makes its own flow back and yeah. through the rivers. and Yeah, really good fun. Yeah. Yes. So to all of our listeners, if you have the opportunity to get near some water, do it. If you have the opportunity to play in the sand, play in the dirt, whatever it is to get yourself more grounded, that's really going to help you. It's natural for anxiety to flare up when you're alone. And so anything that can help you feel more settled and grounded is going to be helpful. One of the things that we like to recommend is making yourself a, a nest somewhere comfortable in your home uh, or hugging a big soft cushion 
or using a weighted blanket. All of these things are helpful to kind of bring you back into your body and also touch. We talk about how helpful touches for calming anxiety and self-soothing activities like the nest that I mentioned and resting while listening to guided relaxations. These things can help calm your anxiety and show your mind that you're learning how to support and calm yourself even when you're on your own, even when you don't have a a super long to-do list that you need to be moving through. Yeah, and that really can be an opportunity to triumph over anxiety because anxiety does tend to get into our quiet spaces. So if we can make our quiet spaces peaceful and supportive, then anxiety gets the message that we're really taking care of ourselves and we don't require the intrusion. There's a really nice thing to do to to hug up with a big cushion. And another thing you can do that's really helpful is to just cross your arms over your chest so you have your right hand on your left shoulder, left hand on your right shoulder, and kind of hug yourself. Mm -hmm. Stroke up and down the tops of your arms or just hug across your chest and give yourself a hug and just sit and breathe. Very often when we feel anxious, we try and distract, we try and check out and we start losing ourselves. We become ungrounded. So if you can just cross your arms over your chest, look down towards your heart and take deep breaths and just allow yourself the understanding that, okay, this is a little tough and I'm going to give myself some love right now. I'm going to have contact with myself, ground myself and just understand that these emotions and feelings are a little uncomfortable and that's okay. And that, and that acceptance and taking time to hug yourself up and look after yourself is very nurturing and is a very healing and self-compassionate thing to do. And over time, when we get in the habit of doing that, instead of hiding away from anxiety, anxiety will leave us alone a lot more. And we also invite you to sample our album titled Resonance, Grounding Techniques for Anxiety Relief. And you can find it and sample a number of the tracks at CD Baby and at Amazon. We also offer breathing and tapping exercises in our free Anxiety Slayer course that you can get at anxietyslayer.com or at anxietyslayer.teachable.com. Ananga, it was a pleasure to come back together with you again this week to talk about a very important topic that I'm still surprised hasn't come up before now and how you can care for yourself when you're alone. Get everything you need to start slaying your anxiety today. Visit anxietyslayer.teachable.com to claim our free Anxiety Slayer starter course. You get four guided sessions, including an EFT tapping session, guided breathing practice, and special module on overcoming the fear of anxiety. Don't just listen to the Anxiety Slayer podcast. Become an Anxiety Slayer. Claim your free Anxiety Slayer starter course at anxietyslayer.teachable.com.